0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Networks, your weekly podcast on all things related to business networks and alumni communities. In this episode, I will cover the priority tasks for a community manager. In episode six, I talked about the community lifecycle model, and in this episode, we expand on the inception phase, your launch, remembering that launch is more than just one day, and usually up to six months or even nine months long. So we're going to discuss the role of a community manager during this time. I'm your host, Martine Davies, and I'm passionate about developing networks that create value for the individuals in the network, your people, past, present and future, and provide real results in terms of return on investment for the organisation. As I mentioned in episode six of this podcast series, I discuss the Community Lifecycle Framework. Let's briefly recap the five stages the Community Lifecycle entails. Stage one is conceptualization, which I refer to as planning and purpose. Stage two, the stage we're going to cover in a lot more detail today, is inception. This is when we begin interacting with our audience and launch our community. Stage three, establishment. This is when we're looking at a community that is generating activity and content, where critical mass within the community has been reached, and content is often posted by the users themselves. Stage four is the maturity stage, and finally stage five is mitosis or segmentation. So specifically today, let's hone in on stage two, which is the inception stage. This is the stage when you start to communicate and engage your alumni audience. According to Richard Millington, the founder of Feverbee, the objective of this stage is to achieve critical mass in your community. You may be tempted to go for a big bang launch and focus on many alumni, but remember this is not advisable. If we look across history, big community launches don't necessarily lead to successful, long-term engaged communities, and you want to create a highly engaged, successful community for your alumni. So what's your role as a community manager? When I ask this to community managers, I get a range of responses, from troubleshooting tech issues, to posting content, to interviewing alumni, to publishing newsletters. None of this is wrong. It's all part and parcel of managing a community. And during the inception stage, or during the launch phase, Your role as a community manager needs to be laser-focused on developing your small group of highly engaged alumni. Remember, this network is ultimately for your alumni, so the job you need to do is to create and facilitate engagement. And of course, your company will benefit too. You're looking to create an alumni community that members want to join and support. And the best way to do this is to create value for your target audience. How can you, how can your alumni community, help its members to be more successful? The best way of creating and facilitating engagement is to focus down on the key tasks or activities that are going to create and snowball engagement between alumni community members. So let's look at these key activities in more detail. In my experience, the key activities I would focus on are 1 the invitation process, so inviting alumni to join the community. 2. Initiating alumni into the community. 3. Your alumni community rituals. 4. Posting engaging content. and 5. Facilitating submissions and contributions from alumni members. So let's look at each of these individually. So the first one is about inviting alumni to join the community. Directly inviting alumni you know and personal invitations from other employees is the most reliable source of early community growth. The alumni you have built relationships with during your planning phase to build support for the alumni community should be the first to receive invitations. For example, you may have involved alumni in the user acceptance testing of your online community platform or you may have created a focus group of alumni to qualify your alumni value proposition. If you're launching your community with an online platform, phase the approach. Identify and personally invite those alumni you engaged with during the planning phase to be part of the first phase of launch. Use your internal steering committee and sponsors to involve alumni who they are closest to as well. By doing so, you should then have identified a small group of alumni who you can focus on and cultivate relationships with. Another way of doing this, if you haven't included alumni in your planning phase, is to focus on alumni that worked in a particular department, as an example. Or, if you're well known in a specific industry sector, and you know you've got many alumni in that sector, you may focus on a small group of alumni who work in that sector now. Whatever you decide, make sure you're starting with a small group of alumni first. This gives you a head start in creating content and encouraging user-submitted posts and user engagement so you can demonstrate the community behaviours you want to be at the core of your alumni community. Two, initiating alumni into the community. One of the things I've noticed within corporate alumni programs is the lack of initiation activities for new members. For example, I might sign up to an alumni program and I may receive an email or notification to welcome me into the community, but with no calls to action or ways to introduce me into the community or introduce me to other community members. Your aim is to achieve an engaged alumni community, so my questions to you are, what will your initiation activities be? What job are you trying to achieve within this community? If you only want a passive community, then a short welcome email or notification will suffice. However, if you're aiming to achieve a highly engaged, interactive and supportive community, you need to think about how you will encourage new members into active community participants. This is a crucial step in helping to develop the engaging behaviours you want to embed into your community. And there are several ways you can do this. For example, you could send your welcome email with a call to action or several calls to action. In the beginning, I would suggest that these are personal emails, not automated notifications. You could welcome new members weekly in a post in the Community News or Discussion Board and tag the new members and ask them to introduce themselves. Encouraging them to introduce themselves could be one of your calls to action in their welcome email. You could also take a more proactive approach and introduce alumni to other alumni. For example, in one of the larger companies I worked with previously, It became apparent that a number of our alumni went on to work for the same three or four companies. But they didn't necessarily know each other because they'd worked in different departments in our company. So we started introducing alumni who all worked at Company Z. And we did the same for those at Company Y and so forth. This enabled them to create their own internal networks within the companies they were working with today which adds more value to them individually. What's important to remember here is whatever the initiation activities are for your organization, the first visit to your alumni community website is crucial to the success of your community. Are you offering value when they first visit? Is there value in them coming back to your platform? If their answer is no to either of these questions, you need to rethink your value proposition initiation activities, and content. So, number three, your alumni community rituals. Ben Keane, a serial entrepreneur and trainer and mentor to me during my startup accelerator with Escape the City, wrote a brilliant and simple article called How to Build a Tribe or Purposeful Community, which is available on Medium. In it, Ben talks about the importance of every community having its own unique ritual or rituals. The ritual helps to bring your community together or helps create a sense of belonging. What is the ritual that will make your community unique? In a corporate alumni community, this may sound like a foreign concept. However, if we remind ourselves of what we're trying to achieve, a highly engaged community of your alumni, actually having a ritual or several rituals is important to bring and create that sense of belonging. Having worked with or been part of many different communities, these rituals come in many different forms. And here are some examples. At the Escape the City startup accelerator, their ritual was an open mic at the end of every program session. And this took the form of a one-minute story or pitch. Within the Leaders of Innovation Fellowships programme at the Royal Academy of Engineering, their ritual takes the form of celebrating World Awareness Days once a month, highlighting innovations that are directly addressing a specific UN Sustainable Development Goal. Within a Big Four alumni programme, they used a hashtag Throwback Thursday to reminisce on activities and events held by the company and which involved alumni. Using photos, anecdotes, and stories, with a call to action inviting alumni to share their memories. Other rituals I have come across include things like hashtag self promotion Saturdays to support entrepreneurs or startups promote their ventures, or hashtag Wednesday welcomes to welcome new members into the community. And this is a really great way of coupling your new member initiation activity with a community ritual. Ask Me Anything sessions is a great way and a great opportunity for alumni to reach out to you and your company for particular support. With rituals, consistency is of utmost importance. If you are going to offer a weekly Ask Me Anything session or a Hashtag Welcome Wednesday post, make sure you stick to your plan. Your alumni will come to expect it. Four. Posting engaging content This activity is about creating valuable engagement opportunities, such as initiating discussions on topics that are relevant and valuable. You should have planned these out during your planning phase, especially for the first months to three months. In a community, your alumni members will have different types of expectations and preferences for engagement. Some members will prefer to build networks with people who share the same interests, are in the same sector, or are in a similar role or function. Other alumni members are big on community and will be interested in many interest groups or discussions. And finally, there will be some alumni who are interested and still invested in your business and would be willing to suggest improvements about your products or services. What's important here is that one of your jobs will be to individually prompt alumni members to participate in content posts and discussions. Just because you've posted something you think is of interest doesn't mean alumni members are going to respond with a comment or opinion. This is manual work, reaching out to individual alumni members and prompting them to share their opinions and to build confidence with your members that their opinions will be valued. You'll find that you will be initiating most of these discussions initially. You'll be doing this to create the right community behaviours and to get alumni members into a habit of regularly visiting the community to see responses to their own posts or comments. It takes time to build habits and whilst automated reminders can be helpful to prompt alumni to return to the platform to participate, this is not enough. Effort and time needs to be put into individual prompts and suggestions from you. One of the things I'd focus on here is making sure your content is about the community and the members in it. It can also be focused on your business, but as a rule of thumb, I recommend ensuring that 80% of the content is about the community and its members, with the 20% on your business content. Too much the other way, i.e. too much content about your business, or your thought leadership or your services, is likely to put off or disengage your alumni members. And this is especially important during the launch stage. Another thing to remember is content can take many different forms, and you need to consider your audience as you consider what forms of content to use. I've already mentioned the Ask Me Anything sessions as part of community rituals. These can be direct with your company's leadership team or an influencer in a sector that your company specialises in. It's a win-win activity, both for the influencer or expert because they're exposed to a broader audience and increases their personal and professional awareness, but also for your company because you're adding value by getting subject matter expertise to your audience. The expert or influencer could be from inside your company Or they could be an alumni community member, or a client or potential client. The possibilities are vast. Alternatively, alumni members' stories, challenges and successes are another way to engage a variety of members, not only by interviewing them, but by sharing their stories within the community. And these can be created as audio, video or written content pieces. A variety of content forms goes a long way to addressing how different members consume and engage with content. From your Ask Me Anything sessions and alumni interviews, you can create other forms of content. For example, you might take the key takeaways and turn these into a blog or discussion thread. You may also wish to consider things like feedback polls and surveys. During the inception stage, these should be about the community members, for example, their expectations, and to help you to continue to develop the alumni community and alumni value proposition. Short polls, even one-question polls, can help you to develop your proposition, your tech platform, and to help you improve your activities. Another idea might be to run competitions or contests. These could be anything from a caption competition, photo competition for reunion events, either virtual or in person, business-related offers, but short-lived offers, specific to alumni. The list goes on and on. Creating content in different forms will help you to engage different alumni members, allowing them to choose the content based on their own preferences. And finally, number five, facilitating submissions and contributions from alumni members. Whilst you're completing step four, so posting engaging content, you're also investing time and effort in not only gaining traction and engagement, but building relationships with your alumni through your individual reach-out efforts. You can ask them to share their opinions, and you can use this opportunity to find out where you can help or what topics or thematic areas are of most interest to them. This helps you to better understand your audience, gain feedback and set direction for future activity and content. After a while, you should start to see alumni sharing content themselves, asking other alumni for feedback or opinions and peer-led development of the community. Alumni will also start replying and responding to peer-led discussions because this is the behaviours that you've embedded into the community. Don't underestimate the effort this takes, but it will pay off in the longer term, especially as new members join and experience an online alumni community which is populated by content posted by other alumni members. By bringing all these activities together, you can see how the role of the alumni community manager during the inception or launch stage is vital to drive community engagement. This stage can take up to nine months or so, and your role as the community manager or community team member is focused on doing a number of small, micro-level activities many times over. As your community grows, you can look to automate or semi-automate some of the processes, such as the invitation process and welcome initiation processes. But alongside your community initiation activities, rituals, creating engagement content, as well as facilitating content submissions from your alumni community members. All these micro-level tasks help create the community culture and create an experience of belonging for your alumni members. If you're about to launch your alumni community, or have just launched, try embedding some of these micro tasks into your plans for the next few months. And if you need any help, get in touch. I'd love to help you with any challenges you may be facing. You can contact me at Martine, M-A-R-T-I-N-E, at relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk. And that's all for me from this week. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Networks. Remember to visit our website, www.relationshipsandnetworks.co.uk, where you can access all the podcast episodes on demand, including episode 6, which I refer to in this episode. Alternatively, subscribe to the weekly show. A new episode is released every week. Join me again next week on Let's Talk Networks.